Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. I have Dr. Bilbrew back. She's been a guest on this show before, but she has a brand new book coming out and I'm so excited we get to talk about it. And we're going to talk about, you know, writing books and why this book and all of those things. So this is going to be a fascinating conversation. So without further ado, Dr. Bilbrew, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to be back on your amazing podcast. I really, really appreciate you. Yeah, I've, I've been looking forward to this. So um, somebody's going to go, I don't know why Dr. Una is so excited. Okay. So, so introduce yourself. Okay. Give them a feel for, for why I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, well, my name is Dr. Letitia Bilbrew. I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in Atlanta, Georgia. I specialize in hand and upper extremity surgery. And I really pride myself. I'm the first black woman to make partner at my practice, which is Resurgence Orthopedics. We're the, the largest orthopedic group. We're in, in the Southeast now. And so hoping to trailblaze and bring other people behind me <laughs> so that I'm not the only. My goal is never to be the only. And that's what uh, the basis of my book is. It's really to tell people what they already know, which is you can persevere. It's just giving them the toolbox so that they can t- continue to do so and bring other people behind them too. Okay, so Dr. Billabrew is like a total boss and she's done many things that very few people have done or she's the only one who's done that. But the thing that I love about you is that is what you said. I don't want to be the only one. Like I want to break through and be the first one, but I don't want to be the only one. And so you constantly open doors for other people. I've seen you do that with the mentees you work with. I've seen you do that with, you know, African-American people who are in high school who are thinking about medicine. I've seen you do with so many other things. It's just the essence of who you are. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that because it's amazing. It's amazing not to pay the price to break through is one thing to pay the price. So other people like I still remember us having a conversation where you had a a, a rep or a board or something. You're like, why are they not African-Americans here? Like that has nothing to do with surgery. That has nothing to do with anything, but you still fought and advocated for it. I'm like, that's just who she is. So, so thank you for being that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a journey, but you know, I, I want to also inspire people that are at a level like you and I, because sometimes when you when you make it, make it, because I never really think that you've made it. But when you've got to a certain level, you can forget that you have to look backwards and bring people with you. You're like, well, I've made it. So or you you have the mindset of, you know, I had to struggle. That's what residency is like. Right. I have to struggle. This is what you go through. So now it's your turn. And it's like, no, no, no. We should be taking the bumps out of the road. We should make be making that path nice and smooth and, and we're taking the brunt of it, not so that other people can take the brunt too. It should be easier for you, not harder. And sometimes when we make it, we're like, I want it to be hard for you too, that we got to kill that mindset. 
We do. And they're still going to have bumps, but let them be new bumps. <laughs> right. Like they don't exactly. have to be the same bumps. We took one for the team, you know? <laughs> yeah. So before we get into, you know, what your book is about, one of the things I love is, is watching physicians do things that are maybe a little not traditional, right? Like the average physician is not writing a book or, you know, anything like that. And I want us to talk a little bit about that because I know someone listening has wanted to write a book, start a business, take their business to the next level, something like that. And I just want us to understand that, yes, we can, right? So you're an orthopedic surgeon. You're a mom. Pray tell where you got time to write a book. <laughs> like, like, did this not seem like this is not something I could do, right? Like, Talk to me about well, that. You know, it's it's interesting because, of, of course, you inspired me to write the book as a mom, as a entrepreneur, as someone who has everything going on. And so I think sometimes just seeing that example is important. And then the second part is realizing there's 24 hours in a day and you don't have to get it all done in a day. You don't have to get it all done in a month guess what? You don't have to get it all done in a year. <laughs> you know, you can pace yourself. And that's what, as you know, because you've been through the process, that's what I did with this book. I think the biggest hurdle is first recognizing that you can do it. You know, once you say, I, I got this, I can do it. Then it's taking that leap of faith to actually do it. So sometimes just professing it, like I just, I, it took me a couple of months for it to just come from here to here, you know? And I remember exactly the moment when I, when it came out of here, I was on my Peloton. I was riding my Peloton and I called you and I said, I want to write a book. And I was like, oh, okay. I've, I've only <laughs> thought that for the last year. Like literally people think that I just went boom, boom, boom. And I thought about it for a year before I actually said it. And that's okay. You know, because when you rush the process, it's not going to be done correctly. You have to make a mind, body, soul connection because it is a lot of work. You know, I'm never going to sit here and be like, this was easy, girl. <laughs> you know, like, no, it's hard work. It's And so you have to be going on all cylinders. You know, it's like I tell my patients, this is a two way street, you know, and it's the same thing with your with your goals and your dreams. It's a two way street. They are either going to stay up here or you have to connect it from here to here to here. And once they all align, that's when you know you're ready. OK, so I wasn't asking for a master class, but we got it. OK, people. <laughs> You heard her now. And what you what you're saying is so powerful that I just want us to sit with it for a while, because what you're describing is getting an idea. The idea is in your head, but that's not going to take you anywhere. Right. Like it, 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 it's just there. It needs to make its way to your heart. It needs to make its way out of your mouth. And that process takes time. That's why people would have vision boards, right? It's an idea. You can cut out the picture and put it there, but you stare at it long enough till it sinks in your heart and you're like, wait a minute. And then different kinds of things start coming out of your mouth, right? And so you say that that takes a moment and that's okay. I just want to make sure everybody got that because it is okay. There are things you would sit on for weeks, months, a year, more than a year, years. But once it takes, it takes though, right? And so- I have never had this on a podcast. We've never had this conversation. This is good. This is, re this is really good. Yeah. So did you have any mindset drama around this, right? Like for me, I'll tell you what came up for me when it was time to write. Now, mind you, I don't mind saying this here. I had a complete manuscript of a book I never published. 
Wow. 11 chapters, all done. And the reason I didn't publish it, because I'm like, this is not good enough. The title sucks. Do you know the title of the book was Your MD is No Longer Enough? Mm. Like, could, what could be more perfect? Right. <laughs> right? There it is. You know, it sat in my Google Drive for three and a half years. It was only when I was writing the Entrepreneur Method book, I was like, yeah, I think I wrote about this story in that book I was playing around with. Let me go look. And I looked at it. It had been sitting in my Google Drive for three and a half years. And I was thinking the title was not good enough. The content was not good enough. This sucks. And I was like, I will tell that story as many times as I need to tell it. So nobody keeps their dreams stuck for three and a half years thinking it's not good, not realizing that it's perfect, right? So did any thoughts come like, this is not good enough? Like, I don't want to put those thoughts out there. What if people judge it? Any of those things? Or you're just like, so, I got this. You know, I never think I'm not good enough. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. When people ask me like, did you ever think about quitting? Or I'm like, never. never. <laughs> However, what I did think is, how do I tell my story without being offensive, offending people, or putting my career in jeopardy because there's a lot of there. And it was fear that was holding me back. Not so much that I I um, wasn't good enough, my ideas weren't good enough, but it was this, this fear factor. And I realized as the story was coming out, there was nothing to be afraid of because we have to tell our own truths. So that was my biggest hurdle. And it's if you talk to the publisher, they'd be like, it's OK. Like we've done all the they, they change names. I was like, don't don't put the real name. <laughs> so there are names in the book that are changed. But it was it was so essential for me to get over that fear. And I think a lot of this comes from our training process. Right. You know, surgical training. It's like, oh, my God, it, it, the way that they whip you into shape. It's like you would dare talk back to an attending. You dare speak negatively. I think these, these new age residents are different. They don't, they don't care anymore, <laughs> they, they, which is great. Good for them, you know, for them to speak what they're concerned about. But when we were going through training, it kind of brainwashes you a little bit because you become fearful of, of, of saying anything. And I was like, wow, that carried over into me and my career. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything that, you know, Somebody judged me for being a woman or that this certain attending made me feel uncomfortable. Well, I'm like, no, speak your truth. Get over your fear. And I'm glad the names are changed, but by like one letter. <laughs> so it might be, you know, Brian crying or something like that. Like it's the same name. So they know who they are. But yeah, don't don't be a don't be afraid. I got over my fear. Man, I love it. Don't let the fear stop you. And so so now that. You're done with the book. It's, you know, at the time of this recording, we're, we're just a few weeks away from it being, being launched. What would you tell the version of yourself on the Peloton who's like, I'm going to write a book? Like, what would you tell that version, like not to worry about or to take, you know, to take note of or, you know, what would you tell that person? <laughs> First thing I'll tell them, tell me them. Uh, I would tell me, do it. Yes. I would say, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it, girl. You can do it. The second would be be okay with the timeline. You know, I am someone I'm expedient. I'm like, you know, I remember talking to the publisher. I'm like, so I can get this done in three months, right? Like, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, no, especially yeah, not the publisher like, use now. Like, if you want to, but typically, and I'm like, but I'm not a typical person. Three months, I'll be done. So I'll tell me, enjoy the process. 
right? Because it, it is an, enjo- I found it to be a very enjoyable process learning about myself and accept the timeline. Don't rush what is going to be great. It's going to be great. Take your time, breathe it in. This isn't residency. This is an enjoyable journey that obviously I hope to do again, but you, you got to take the time to remember these moments so that I can share them, right? Because that's all my book is about is providing a toolbox for other people to use so that they can do their own journey. So if I didn't take the time on my writing the book journey to, you know, really indulge in those highs and lows, if I just rushed through it, I would have nothing to teach and pass on. Love, 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 love. Okay. So I always ask authors after, you know, you've done one book, right? You've overcome the fear. You've enjoyed the process. You've done all of that. It's a lot of work. Like you said, right? It's hard work. What are your thoughts about another one? Are you like, I'm definitely doing this. I have five more in me. Or are you like, that was fun. I might could do one more. Like, where, where are you with that? You know, I I definitely want to write another book. You know, the topic, I already have the topic in my head. I wanted this two that I already have like boom, boom, ready to go. And it's interesting as I was talking to my dad about it. And he's the one that sometimes reminds me to slow down. And he says, wait, wait. He's like, use this book as your platform. Listen to your audience. Figure out what they want more out of it, what they want less out of it. Instead of just jumping to the next project when really, you know, the public may still be on what I really love chapter five and build on chapter five. And so, again, that's, you know, for the listeners out there that tend to want to rush through things or speed things up. Okay, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Take your time to really live in the moment and to learn. And so with as much as I have my next two or three books in the back of my head, I really want to, like I said, with enjoying the journey, I want to take the time to learn what I can from the book launch itself. And that's really, that's really, really smart because I find, and you know, you and I are the same in that way. You're, you even told them three months. I told them I want this book done yesterday. But since that's not an option, I'll take what you give me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so always in a like in a, in a hurry, which is which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that there's a time and a place for it. But I find that you can write a book and just keep writing books or you can write a book and you can milk the book. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yes. you know, put it out there, let people get the value from it, do talks on it. All this like you can exactly. you can leverage that and make it a thing. There are books that are whole movements, you know what I mean? And so I like that you're doing that. So tell your dad he has a fan. Her name is Dr. <laughs> Lynn, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about why this book, right? Because you have a lot of great things going for you, right? You have a lot of great things do, you know, going on with your with your practice, you know, a partner, you have a really solid brand in the community and all of that. You didn't have to to add this to the mix, right? And so so why when I say why this book is not just writing a book, but this particular book. Yes, I'm the surgeon. Well, you know, it it came from a, a multitude of places. I think the first is those words I've said so many times <laughs> from, you know, from the moment you get your, your MD and you think, whoa, I got it. And then someone thinks you're the food delivery person or they ask for someone else to be their, their intern, or, you know, you get to practice. And I remember the very first surgery I signed up only to find out the next day, it's like, well, the patient went with somebody else. And so, you know, you, you have to say, so, and I still probably on maybe uh, once a month, I have to say, 
I'm your surgeon, I'm the doctor, whether it's to staff or a patient. So it becomes ingrained in you. So that was the first part. The second is, you know, we kind of touched on it earlier where you said, you know, have you ever thought that you're not good enough? Or we hear this thing called imposter syndrome. And I'm like, never. I actually don't believe in imposter syndrome. I think that is something that we are almost taking on ourselves. Like, oh, I have imposter syndrome. No, you don't. You're qualified and you know it. Even if you, there's there's never times where you're like, I just can't. No, you, you're qualified. So this, I wrote this book for people who already know they can do it. They just need a reminder, which I didn't have too many people like that on my journey. So I always say, this isn't for those people who, that go to a therapist, the people who really have, and there's nothing wrong with it. If they really do have self-confidence issues, you really don't think you can make it. My book isn't for you. My book is for the person that's like, I can do this, but I'm tired. I can do this, but someone's already told me no, but I think I can do this. And I'm like, yes, you, that's who I made the book for. You know, I can't pull everybody up. You know, I always say, you know, Jesus has seven disciples. Hey, I can't pull everyone up. I meant to pull up those that are already reaching their hand up to say, help me. And I'm like, I can help you because you're already searching for it. That's who the book is for. It's to tell my story, to say, if I can do it where I have been the only in, and we're in 2023 and I'm still the only, and I still have to walk into rooms and hold my head high while everybody ignores me. You can do it. So that we can collaborate. Maybe whoever's reading this book in a couple of years, we're writing a book together. Like, listen to our story, you know, and we multiply. That's why the the subtitle is Lessons on Perseverance in a World that Tells You No. Guess what? The world's going to tell you no. Don't tell yourself no. Okay, so so that line right there, the world is going to tell you no, but don't tell yourself no. That is powerful. And that is, yeah, that's her, that's a writer downer. (laughs) That's a writer downer. We're going to keep that. Man, that is powerful. And as an entrepreneur, I'm intrigued that you're very clear on who this is for. Mm -hmm. Painfully so, right? Like it's, it's not just, it's not just for the person who needs to read my story, but it's for the person who needs to read my story and knows like they know on the inside that they can do this. They just need some reminders and they need some encouragement because they're tired, which for, for a lot of entrepreneurs is hard for them to niche down that hard, but you did. <laughs> and I, so as an entrepreneur, I was just like, okay, that's, yeah. that's nice. Yes. I like that you did that. So your, your book sounds like something that has the makings of a movement really. Right. Like, you know, like to bring this change and to to raise all these people who know they can to get to that point where they actually do the thing. Right. So so which sounds like you thought about what the impact of the book could be and your dream for it. So share that dream with us. You know, my dream really is to hold conferences for men and women who are in that point of their career, whether it is early as, you know, college, if it's residency, it doesn't even have to be medical related, but it is to remind them of who they are. Because we all need that reminder. There are all times where we're like, I'm either tired because, you know, an attending is beating me down or I keep on applying for this thing and I don't get it. You're qualified, right? Don't forget you're qualified. Push through anyway. One of my favorite chapters in the book is what accepting failure looks like. And it's called failing upward, 
Right. And so sometimes we think we can't fail. We can't fail. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And you can still push through. And I give specific details of that. I also talk about when failure is a red stop sign to stop. You know, some we live in a, a country where we tell every little boy and girl you can be president. Not all of us. <laughs> and that's so not hard. all of us. It's so harsh to say that to 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 say you're not going to do this thing. It's not working for you. Let's figure out what is, you know, and I'm very a lot of my mentees will tell you I'm harsh on them like that. You know, I've had people who are medical students. And they're like, I want to get into orthopedics. And I'm like, cool, show me your scores, show me your research, show me this, show me that. And if it's not adding up, I'm like, listen, I'm not a dream crusher. But statistically, you have a five percent chance of getting into this. So we can either funnel our time and energy into trying to do this thing. Or we can figure out what's going to work well for you. Let's come up with a plan. You know, the example in my book was I I, um, tried out for the basketball team in the sixth grade. I don't know how to play basketball. I thought I did. And I made manager, but I thought I made the team. So I went home to my dad and I was like, guess who made the basketball team? My dad's excited. What position are you playing? He's an athlete. Manager. You told him manager? Okay, this is funny. Yeah, this I thought, is the I reason I'm buying the book. Yeah, I thought that story. was a real position. I was like, I'm manager. My dad made me turn around the next day and quit the basketball team. I was embarrassed. I was hurt. I was upset. I was angry. But you know what he realized? My daughter can't play basketball. Neither is she going to. It's got the amount of effort it's going to take her to make her into a basketball player is going to take away from her true gifts. And it was a lesson I learned in the sixth grade. And I held on to that so that when I applied myself to something and I'm doing it consistently, I'm like, this ain't working. I learned how to redirect. You take the moment of hurt. You take that self-acceptance and responsibility to say, "Okay, this isn't working for me, but I can still succeed. So that that is some of the things that my book touches on that I don't think that. You know, in American society, we're comfortable with to say, I didn't do I didn't do so good at that. (laughs) I'm not good at that. That's okay. You're good at something else. (laughs) And you find that and that's where all the magic is. You know, that's that we're not good at everything, but we can all be great at something, you know, something we're wired for. So that's oof. Okay, so where do people find the book? So it's going to be on Amazon. I don't have the link yet, but they're going to give me the link soon. But it's March 14th is when it drops. Okay, you can stay tuned to all of my social media. I'm on Instagram at Letitia Bilbrew underscore MD. I have a website, www.drletitiabilbrew.com, drletitiabilbrew.com. You can find me on Facebook, Letitia Bilbrew MD. Google me. You'll find me on everything. Reach out to me. My website actually has a Calendly link for anyone that wants to sit down and do a little chat with me for 30 minutes. If you just need to be inspired, I've had such an amazing time talking to medical students and residents who have actually sat and talked with me. It's been awesome. And just hearing their stories because there's so there's a fine similarity between all of it, which is I can do this. I'm tired. And I'm like, do it anyway. You got it. (laughs) You got it. Yeah. Your mentees are lucky to have you because yeah, you're, you're very inspiring. So, so that's good. What final word would you leave with someone who's listening, whether that's how they can be part of the movement or just something you want to tell them that, you know, to the person who is able to do it, but is tired. What final word do you have for the person listening right now? 
Oh man, there's so many words. But I would say this. Number one, understand that there will always be people that doubt you. I will probably retire and have someone think I'm a food delivery person. I will have gray hair and bags under my eyes and wrinkles. I'm okay with that. I'm no longer offended by that. I persevere and succeed regardless of that. And so can you. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that was good. Okay. (laughs) They can doubt you and that's okay. You can succeed in spite of it. Okay. People, you heard her. So Amazon, her website, all the links will be in the show notes. Amazon, her website, follow her on social media. Get a copy for yourself. Get a copy for the doctors in your life. Get a copy for the people in your life who match her description. You know they're powerful. You know they're capable. You know what they can do, but they're tired, right? They just need someone to remind them of how great they are. Get them copies too, okay? Dr. Bill Brew, thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much for writing the book. I say that because as a fellow author, it is a lot of work, right? Thank you for deciding to do that. This is your gift to your world. And so thank you for doing that. And thank you so much for coming on the show again and dropping all these gems. Thank you for having me again. I loved it. Of course. All right, people. So this is an episode you want to share. Share it with the doctors in your life. And I will see you on the next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement changing medicine one podcast episode at a time.